Hello and welcome to Victory Over Adversity. Your host is Heather Laurie of Special Needs Homeschooling. This broadcast is brought to you by the Ultimate Homeschooling Radio Network. This is Heather Laurie, your host on Victory Over Adversity. Many times I talk with families who are struggling with learning, who are struggling with a family, a home that is intense, like chaotic intense, and and they're trying to get to homeschooling. They're trying to get to the grocery store calmly. All of these things that are just part of normal daily life, part of learning, um, part of the emotional framework that brings up our family, and yet they're not getting there. And over the years, I have learned the hard way that sometimes you have to pull back from the homeschooling, from going to the church, um, going to choir, going to outside um, fun and meaningful things, but sometimes you have to pull back and you need to make sure the foundation, the very basics in your life are being covered and they're being covered in a healthy way. Now, today we're going to be talking about food. And you're like, okay, Heather, that's kind of odd. You know, I'm here to learn about how to bring up my special needs family. I'm, I'm here to learn how to special needs homeschool. Well, hey, I am with you. When we first found out that two of our children had autism, there were a variety of blood tests that were taken back at the time, not to give away how old I was, but (laughs) this was 14 odd years ago. And the, the knowledge in the medical community at the time was that you couldn't have more than one child in a family with autism. That what it was is one child had autism and the other child was merely copying big brother or copying big sister. And that my family was not showing a typical, you know, nice, neat, clean DSM format for autism. So they did these blood tests and and they came back with the, well, let's wait six months. Let's do this. Let's do that. So my husband and I, we got a second opinion at a local children's hospital. And we went to the children's hospital and we saw a neurologist who turned out to be a godsend, a very much an answer to prayers. She thought, saw things that we thought were odd, you know, that my mommy gut said this isn't right, but I didn't know it was wrong. I, I, I didn't know. I was a very young mother, but she was very kind. She, she looked at our children and she looked at the autistic tendencies and the autism that we were dealing with. And I was expecting her to say, you need XY therapy immediately. You need to send the kids to school. You need certified professionals to take care of the kids. And instead, She most surely did tell us that we needed therapy for the children, some physical therapy, some occupational therapy, particularly dealing with sensory issues. But she recommended strongly that we give up gluten and dairy. And I was like, really? You think a diet is going to change how my child behaves? You think that simply changing the bun that they eat their hot dog in is going to somehow 
clarify my child's thinking or something. I mean, I I had just met this doctor, though she seemed really sound. She had good reasoning behind what she was saying. On my way home, this was early November, so I love to cook big. And then I married an Italian family. Yes, you married the whole Italian family, not just the man. And so I'm getting ready for Thanksgiving and I'm getting ready for Christmas. And I'm like, man, I do not want to take this whole family gluten-free, casein-free 14 years ago when you really had to search for alternatives uh, this, no, nah, man, I don't want to do this. And my husband looked at me. He said, honey, if you had just found out that your child was allergic to peanuts, would you put off giving them, continue giving them peanut butter until after Christmas? I'm like, well, no, that would be silly. That wouldn't be a good mommy thing. He said, all right, so what are we going to do? Okay. All right. Whatever. Ah, <sighs> Take a deep breath, Heather. And I came home and Chris and I boxed up everything everything that had gluten, everything that had casein. And by and the day that we came home and made that decision, we had also seen a developmental pediatrician who was even deeper into the idea that you use traditional therapies along with what some would call alternative therapies, out-of-the-box therapies. And he said that he also felt soy needed to leave our diet. Now, some people will recommend you slowly wean down. I recommend strongly you talk to your pediatrician. And or uh, a doctor like our developmental doctor, pediatrician who worked with us, get there okay. I am not a doctor. I'm sharing my experience here. So what we did is we just kicked it all out. We threw it all out. Uh, we gave it to friends and family who you know understood why everything was all open <laughs> and why I was handing them basically my entire pantry. And we went on from there. And that was a really good thing. But I didn't know it until afterwards when the idea of my child, my daughter specifically, having autism began to surface. She had simple sentences. I want sentences. And I thought, oh, wow, this is fabulous. This is months ahead of those what to expect books. And I had all of them at the time. And I'm following the developmental stones, you know, very closely because the child before that had fallen off the milestone scale. We were, we were long off, years off the scale, and I didn't understand why, and the pediatricians were not at the time helping me with that. But along comes this child who learns I want sentences, simple sentences, very early, and everybody's like, oh, oh, she's making up for this other child, as if somehow that equaled out individually. It does not. But it was what my mommy heart needed. I needed someone to come along and say, see, you're not a bad mommy. And you can teach your children to talk, to walk, to run, to giggle, all of these things. But then I found my daughter sitting in the kitchen under the table, eating sticks of margarine. I mean, just eating them flat out. I was like, what are you doing? That can't taste good. And yet I would find her doing it again and again and again. Then those beautiful sentences started to disappear. Words started to disappear. Instead, screaming started, pointing at the refrigerator. Instead of saying, I want, it was just scream and point. Drinking tons of milk, being awake at all hours of the night, flipping through books, not because she was looking at pictures, not because she was reading the, um, the words, be, she would be in the dark. She liked the texture of the pages. And so autism came into our home. 
I never connected the huge surge in her dairy needs and what was occurring with those two together until after we took the dairy away. One of the reasons the neurologist had also recommended is that she was having absent seizures. And the neurologist said, I really don't want to put her on seizure meds this young. I have seen some children who have responded so significantly to removing some of these food allergies from their diet that they haven't needed seizure meds. She's like, and of course, we'll start there. I will call you in, in two weeks, I think it was. And if there's been no change, she said, you're, you're coming directly into the hospital. You know, she was, she was on it. She was ready to help. But her, the hope, the hope was that food was going to help change how we were going to, to deal with seizures, how we were going to deal with some of the sensory issues. And sure enough, it did. When we removed dairy from my daughter's diet, about a week later, I noticed a, we had had less seizures. About two weeks later, I had noticed significantly less seizures and we were getting a little more eye contact. It wasn't anything out of the park, but it was enough, enough to give me hope, enough for us to continue and to plow through back when rice milk only came in the box and usually you had to dust it off to find it. So we continued and the developmental over the years, we have had neurology follow us. We have had developmental pediatrician follow us and they have done blood tests. Um, one of my children, when she, she began falling off the growth curve and had really skinny legs and really skinny arms, but had this really big puffy tummy that always hurt. And we were doing that. By that point, we had been on a food diet for a couple of years now. So we were getting a little loosey-goosey about some of the edges and, and keeping some of the stuff out. So she was getting gluten. Turns out GI is like, nope, she needs an endoscopy. This is very important. They did. And she was a celiac. So we have everything from a celiac to significantly allergic to dairy. Other children are gluten sensitive to or extremely allergic to soy. I mean, yes, I do feel like a, a fast order cook around here, a line order cook sometimes where particularly in the beginning when we were still kind of leaching some of this stuff off and I had to do my very best to create foods that look just like the food that they were craving. I was making different meals for everybody, and I have worked very hard to get everybody on the same menu, the same routine, some of the same meals that we like all the time. And if that means that my menu may look a little bland to some people, so be it. As long as the kids get good, healthy meals that are, are diet appropriate, I do that. And I love that we homeschool so that I can keep control of the food, so that I can teach the children how to cook their own foods, how to cook with rice flour, how to keep themselves healthy, and why. Because when we go out and we run around and maybe we stop at, you know, a fast food place and we pick up just a little bit to get us through until we get home, and then all that night everybody has upset tummies, I'm like, all right, guys, this is why we shouldn't do it. This is, and I'm sorry, I should have made sandwiches. Maybe, um, well, we'll set a helper to help me make sandwiches next time. So we did the blood tests, the endoscopies. We had laboratory proof. But what does it look like when you're coming off of the dairy, when you're, you're choosing to do this? Well, first thing was, is we needed to do a food diary. 
and I highly recommend this. You can you can do this. Um, we because of how we fell into this and because the doctors already had a high suspicion the kids were allergic to foods, we did the food diary as we were coming off. And though most people will tend to do a food diary to see if they need to take foods out of their their diet or what it, what kind of, you know, what kind of behaviors is my child having? Why are they so intense? So basically a food diary is two weeks where you write down everything your food, your child eats and everything they drink and general amounts. So like if they are really craving butter and they're slathering butter on absolutely everything, you have that written down. If every time they have green peppers or something with green peppers, they're like, oh, that doesn't taste good. I don't like it. It hurts my tummy. You'll have that written down as well. Look for after they eat. What happens 20 minutes later? Up to three hours later, are they getting a red face? Is there a spike in meltdowns? When you sit down after lunch to do math, are they suddenly flipping numbers when they weren't flipping numbers in the morning? Yes, things like that can be food-based. They can be sensitivity and allergen-based. Is your child itching? Are they sensorily just losing it after they have certain meals? Like, fish, like anything in the nightshade family. I mean, this is going to be very personal to you and to your child and your family. But if you can get it worked out, if food is an issue, you will see a change. Like I saw a change in my daughter who went from having those beautiful I want sentences to 16 words, to speech therapy, to pulling off all of this stuff that was in her system that her system was craving, but she did not need. Now, it turns out that that beautiful young lady is a 2E, which is twice gifted. She has autism and she is gifted and is flying through high school. And I am just amazed. And if we have gluten, if we have foods that are off of her diet for whatever reason, say they go to grandma's house and and they stay there longer than than we thought and they have a meal, Again, we're back to gluten gut, which is uh, gluten cut is often what celiacs refer to when they eat some gluten and it, it within 15 minutes, it hurts. They know they had something and you'll become more sensitive to that the longer you're away from the food because your body loses the inflammation. It loses all of the soreness and constant achiness. And then it goes, hey, wait a minute. That didn't feel very good. What are you doing up there? So write out that food diary, do it for two weeks. That will also give you a lot of um, material that your pediatrician or your developmental or your nutritionist, whomever you're using to work with you. Because sometimes when you're having to pull out milk, you're having to pull out gluten, you're having to pull out soy, you are going to have to replace minerals and vitamins. So your growing child can grow these big, healthy, beautiful bones, good enameled teeth. The brain needs all sorts of wonderful omega fatty acids sometimes we have to go out of our way to replace those items particularly as they're growing and if you are pregnant mom you definitely need to be watching it too 
For me, we took the whole family off gluten, the whole family off dairy and soy. Now that the kids are teenagers and I have taught them how to make their own meals, some of that has crept back into the house, but only for certain people. I often laugh with Chris. I'm like, we need a flow chart on the fridge, all right? (laughs) These are my kids. I know them inside and out, but all of these food allergies, I need a flow chart. And I guess it highlights in your life just how badly you need it when, well, like my my son, about a nine months to a year after we had gone off of almost everything, we were very organic, very raw, very much you brought the food in, you, the parts and pieces, and I made dinners and things of that nature. We were on our way to a neurology appointment and mommy senses tingling. I looked at my son and he had that red cheeked feverish look and I'm like, oh no. So sure enough, he had a fever and I'm, I'm digging around in the diaper bag and the only thing I could find was red Tylenol, cherry flavored. So I'm like, well, one dose of Tylenol is not going to hurt him. And I know that sensor-wise, if he keeps the fever and and also if he hits a high enough fever, he's, he's, he's going to be sick. We need to control this. Usually I have been using diabetic Tylenol, which is dialess and sugarless, and it's just straight, you know, the medicine that they needed. But in this case, you know, you use what you've got because you're in the car and your child's about to see a doctor. And I gave him a dose of the cherry Tylenol. And we take off and we get to the the doctor's office. We get into the doctor's office. This is now about 20 minutes to 35 minutes later. And he is so melting down. He's loud. He's grinding his teeth. He's rubbing his cheek back and forth along the carpeted wall of the doctor's office. He was so crazy. The doctor could not even do an exam of him. She's like, what happened? This is not the beautiful, happy-go-lucky young boy I'm used to. He's mad. Panic. And I explained to her what we had done. She's like, red dye, red dye. He can't take red dye. Please, you know, throw that stuff away right now. Stop at the, the drugstore down in the, the lobby and get the diabetic Tylenol and stick with it. And we did. And that is what we did. And, but it highlighted, it was one of those moments that you look at and you're like, wow, our food choices, what we put in our body really does make a huge difference. So today, though, we are so lucky. We have diabetic medicines. We have various rice flours. We have various, um, it's not just soy milk. At first, all I could get really commercially was soy milk or boxed rice milk. But now you have you have rice milk that you can get in, in the refrigerated section, which is, is much tastier, in my opinion, than the boxed rice milk. You can get uh, coconut milk, almond milk. There's all sorts of different things. And it also helps if you're a high allergen family, Discuss with your, your, like I said, nutritionist or pediatrician or maybe a rotating schedule so you're not leaning too heavily on, like, say, soys. And sometimes the body can go, oh, this is too much soy. This is this is overwhelming me. And I already know that when foods overwhelm me, I'm going to have this, this huge allergen response. And so it knee jerks back to suddenly the foods that you're giving to get away from the allergens becomes the allergen. 
So trading things off can be very good. Give the gut time to heal and let all that inflammation and all that stuff go down before you find, try food trials. Food trials are perfectly acceptable. They're wonderful. In fact, they have opened up over the years some food areas that for for many of the kids have been, you know, you can't do gluten. Well, one of my children can do gluten now, and we had to food trial it. We just had to go through two weeks of, well, it depends on the food. Again, have someone talk with you about the food and about how long it's going to be. Gluten takes a little while to build up in the system and a little while to get out. Dairy tends to be pretty fast. And if you have anything like a more anaphylactic-like allergy, most definitely do not just walk into that one. Go to an allergist and, and have them help you through. But in general, after you've had the inflammation or like the little, like my daughter who had the little legs and little arms with the really big gut, that was all inflammation. We had to wait until all of that just healed and all the swelling went away. Oh, and I give you another really good reason to go off gluten for a trial. I had that low gut and I thought, well, gee, I've had five babies. You know, after a certain point, the, the muscles, they, <laughs> they don't go back to where they were. Well, a lot of that turned out to be swelling on my part. I lost 20 pounds. So if you're looking for another reason and, and you're feeling uncomfortable, it might not be that you're just not doing enough sit-ups. It might be that you have inflammation in your own gut because, hey, where did these kids get it from? They got it from us a lot of times. But don't be afraid. If you are sitting here listening to this for your best friend or you're questioning, but you know so-and-so is having a baby soon, but they have allergies, I don't know what to do. Don't be afraid to take them a meal. But First, why don't you call them up and say, listen, I want to bring you a meal. I'm so excited about this change in your life. Or on the converse side, you know, you guys are going through a lot. You just don't need to worry about meals right now. Tell me what you need me to do for you. Don't be upset if that person says, you know, listen, we have such distinct allergies. I can't have it cross-contaminated in your kitchen would you please just give me a card to go to Whole Foods or over to Kroger's Natural Foods or, or whatever so I can pick up things because that way you have helped me. Don't think that giving a gift card for an individual meal isn't helping. It is. If nothing else, you are telling me that you're concerned about me and you're asking upright how to help. I've had many people just be scared about the allergens and were like, well, I was going to do something, but you know, and I'm like, well, I wish you would have told me because I felt so alone right then. And so don't be afraid to, to go up to your friend and say, listen, I realize you have a lot of allergens going on in your family. I want to either A, make a recipe for you or make a meal for you. You just email me a recipe or a link or you know, tell me where I could get you food or however that's going to work. I'm here for you. Again, this is part of a community. This is how we find victory. This is how we pull together as a group. As we pull together as a family, find where the peace and the love and where some of the behaviors are, the, those, those behaviors that we want to eliminate, where are they coming from on a base level? And some of them may be coming from food. So let's eliminate the foods that are causing allergen problems. Let's eliminate that. And you will see a calmer child. You will see a child that is, is clearer thinking. You will see a child who isn't flipping, who may be more able to be attentive and focus. 
These are all wonderful things that will lead to a healthier household, to a healthier homeschooling, and eventually what we're all aiming for, a godly productive adult who knows how to deal with their own health issues, who can self-regulate their sensory issues, and who, you know, you're like, yeah, we worked hard, we worked together, but in the end, isn't this what I dreamed of a wonderful, healthy house. So that is our first venture into how to bring peace to your home is work on the foundations. And the first foundation we're working on is food and dealing with food, using the food diary, using the, the resources at hand, the doctors at hand, therapist, nutritionist. For us, this has been highly successful. So again, it's just an option that I I strongly recommend that you at least take a look into because if changing your diet, if changing the foods that you have in your refrigerator will bring peace and calm, it is worth it. And I know you can do this. So everybody, I wish you the very best. And until we talk again, this is Heather Laurie, your host of Victory Over Adversity. Until next time, God bless and may peace dwell in your home. Thank you for listening to Victory Over Adversity with your host, Heather Laurie. If you would please share this podcast with your friends, visit iTunes and leave a review. If you want to find out more about special needs homeschooling, please visit Heather's website, specialneedshomeschooling.com. for resources and to read her long-standing blog. She has a book available, Homeschooling When Learning Isn't Easy. See you next time and victory over adversity.